Well, I told you last week that that was part one and today's part two. So we'll do a little recap in case you didn't get it last week. But I really suggest you go and listen online to last week's because then it'll all flow together. But I'm going to talk a little bit about last week. I was talking about changing our environment that's around us. And you know, sometimes, some people, especially in the world, get stuck in this, well, I just can't help it the way it is. The way it is, that's the way it's got to be. And you know, go through life just accepting status quo. But God tells us in his word what's the right way to change our environment. A lot of people will want to change their environment by, well, let's just move. Let's just get out of here. Or, I don't love you anymore, so let's get divorced. Or, you know, that's the world's way. We're just going to sever relationships, and that's the world's way. Right? But God tells us something different. And last week, we learned about Zoe life, our eternal life. And I want us to read the first verse, which I took the, this message from, actually. It was Proverbs 18, 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We learned that the things that we say can make a difference in whether we're living in peace or we're living in a chaotic area. See, we can affect the area right around us. Now, we can't change somebody else, okay? So don't think that you're changing somebody else. But I tell you that if you put into practice what God tells you, things will change. Things will happen. And um, we talked about eternal life, the Zoe life of God. When we're born again, it gets imparted into our spirit. We become brand new. We're not the same old nature that the world has. We're brand new. We have power within us because we have eternal life. And so the things that we speak, the things that we do can affect what's happening around us. And so God gave us this power when he created us in his image. And we had all these scriptures on last week's message, okay? So I'm not going to go over all of them. <laughs> but God created us in his image. And he spoke. And the world was created. Everything that we see was created. Even what man has made, houses and everything, what, wh where did they come from? 
It comes from something that God made. So man can't really take credit for doing any of it. Because if God hadn't put the trees there or, you know, the clay there, the things that they made, the bricks out of whatever, if God hadn't put it there, you couldn't have made it. But he gives us the ability to speak like he did. And we can speak life to our situation. And you can check up on yourself by listening to what you're saying. And a lot of times, what are we saying? We're talking about all the bad stuff that's happened to us, right? Or we're talking about, oh, I don't have enough for this, or I don't have this, or I'm so unhappy, and what are we doing? We're emphasizing and speaking death over our life because death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are extreme opposites. But if you don't like what's happening in your life, look at what you're saying and start speaking life into it. Speak the eternal life of God. It changes things. When God spoke, light happened, right? God will show you what you should do to have life. And his word, it's in there. The word will tell you, but you got to put it inside. You got to have it in there so that when things happen, you've got, you can pull it up. You can say, okay, God, what are you saying? Anyway, um, that's kind of the gist of what we spoke about last week, about having life. And we want to speak life into our situation, not death. Because if you keep on, I'll just take an example for a little child. If, if a parent is always speaking over their child, oh, they'll never amount to anything. What do you think is going to happen? What's going to happen to them? They're going to hear that. And they're... They're going, well, I can't do anything. There's nothing I can do about it. That's the way I am. My parents know. So if they say it, that's the way it should be. But if you speak to your child and you say, oh, with God's help, you can do anything, you know? I mean... We have to teach them the difference between the world's way and God's way because, you know, the world will say, oh, you set your mind to it. You can do anything you want to do. But that's not what God says. Whatever God plans for your life, and it's up to you to find that out. What does God want for my life? And when you find that out, and you ask him to help you, you can do whatever he's called you to do. Amen? And you know what? Usually his eyesight is a lot bigger than ours. 
Usually we're thinking something small. Meantime, he's thinking something big. Amen? But it takes a while to get there sometimes. It takes us growing and getting to know him. Well, today I wanted to talk on another aspect about God and how we are created with God, like God. And we're going to read 1 John 4, 7, and 8 in the New King James Version. So it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. All right, God is love. What we're talking about here is the word agape, the God kind of love. It's not like what the world talks about, okay? And um, so today we're going to be talking about how to speak love into our situations, right? Instead of saying, oh, I just can't stand you, or I can't stand that person, or I hate what you do to me all the time. Is that love? <laughs> just think about it. It doesn't mean that you have to take everything that somebody throws out and dishes out at you. But it's like, well, maybe I could be loving and kind. We'll get more of that as we go along. I want to read this in the New Living Translation as well. It says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So in the Greek, this word love is agape. So it's different than what the world would say, okay? It's not the same kind of love. When we're born again, and we've asked Jesus to come into our hearts. We've made him Lord and Savior, you know, Lord and Master. Then that life of God, the Zoe of God is given to us, and the agape love is put in us. And, you know, and if you say, I just can't love that person. Look what they've done to me. I just don't want to have anything to do with them. Well, look down inside your spirit, man, and let the love of God, the agape love, come out. Because in our own natural, no, we can't. And it doesn't mean you have to like somebody or like what they're doing, right? In fact, that would be hypocrisy if you said, oh, I like you. But meantime, you want to give them something. <laughs> so 
God infuses us, our nature, with his nature, and we have the Zoe life of God, the eternal life that's going to live forever, and that agape love that is so strong inside, but we have to release it and let it out. Now we want to read a little bit about what the Bible says that love is, okay? So I know you most probably know this scripture. I'm not really saying anything new. Sometimes we have to eat the same food over. <laughs> but we're going to uh, read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we're going to start verse 4 to 8 in the New, New King James Version. It says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and love never fails. And that's where we'll end there. Well, that's a tall order, isn't it? And, you know, no one but Jesus managed this, okay? But we're going to read it again in the NLT. Sometimes the, the New King James or the King James is difficult to really get the impact of it. But in the NLT, it says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. I can just remember when I was raising kids and I had foster kids, some of them really demanded their own way, I tell you. But love is not that way. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. You know, Jesus was able to do this, and he's put the agape love in us. But we still have this uh, live in this natural world, which makes it a little difficult to attain to this. But this is our goal, okay? You should never read something in the Word of God and then beat yourself up because you haven't attained that. You should use it as a goal, like, I want to be that way. Lord, help me to do that. And then when we fail at times then 
instead of beating up on ourselves, we just say, oh, God, forgive me. I really want to be patient. I really want to be kind. That person does irritate me, but I'm trying, Lord. You've got to help me. <laughs> and you know what? He will. He gives us the ability to do it. Because in ourselves we can't do it. We've got this struggle going on that there's always somebody that's wanting to push our buttons the wrong way. <laughs> and, and we've got to like, no, I'm not going to react to that. And you've got to realize who's behind it all. That person may not even realize what they're doing, but we do have an enemy who's behind everything, and he works through people. Guess what? And if we allow him, he'll work through us. Oh, no. <laughs> that one slipped, Lord. <laughs> but this kind of love, it doesn't give up on ourselves either. It doesn't give up on other people. Sometimes we have to let go of other people, but that doesn't mean we have to give up on them, okay? Because God gives us the hope, the faith, everything that we need of, and we can endure through every circumstance. Sometimes you go through circumstances and you say, I just can't. Do this, Lord. I can't make it through this. It's too hard. But you know what? If we give it to him, let him help us, we can go through everything. Now, I wanted to back up a little bit in the NLT and read 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. This scripture bothered me a lot when I was growing up and for a while. So I wanted to just talk about it a little bit. It says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. You might say out of tune. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. I said, Lord, how can this be? How can you prophesy? How can you understand the secret things of God and not love? Is it possible, Lord? And so I used to think and think about this and then Little by little, it came to me. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, if you see somebody that's real religious, 
and they've been around a while, and they, oh, you know, they might be able to prophesy. They do all these things and always telling everybody what God has said, you know, whatever. But their lives, they, they seem to feel like they're better than you or they give that air about them. I'm somebody because I hear from God. You know, <laughs> they're not showing love, not the agape love. They may think they are. They, they're fooled because they're not going after the nature of God. I used to think when I'd see people, and, and I used to a lot more, you know, give words of knowledge and different things. And back in the 80s, I mean, it was, it was wild sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I got to looking at that and said, you know, people aren't always showing love. They weren't talking about loving one another. They're talking about all the gifts and all the things that you can give out and how important that is. You must be somebody if you can do all that. Well, Paul wrote this to the Corinthians, and if you read the book of Corinthians, you'll see that they excelled in all these gifts. But he said, you are, are, you're like little kids. You fight among each other, and, you know, you, you don't have the love of God. That's why he gave this chapter, explaining what the love of God. It's more important to have the love of God than it is to have all the gifts. And then I thought, well, how could somebody give everything they have to the poor and sacrifice their body and it not be love? Then I got to thinking, well, look at how many young men and women go into the military to fight for our nation and go and they do all these great exploits but how many of them actually love with agape love? They may think they do it, but if you hear them talking and the way their lifestyle is, where's the love of God in it? So yes, thank God for the ones that are godly and they give their lives for God. But just because you go and you get you know, killed for some reason in some other nation that just hates you because you're an American or whatever nationality you are, that doesn't mean that you gave your life because you loved them. But God can give you that kind of love so that you could sacrifice your life for the Lord. See, it's what we do for the Lord that counts, not what we're doing for others, but we're going to have to love others in order to express his love. Amen?
So we're going to um, go back to um, 1 John 4 and, and verse 7, and we're going to read down through this to verse 20 and just talk a little bit about it. Now remember that Paul is writing this letter. He says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life, that's the Zoe life, through him. This is real love, agape love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. This is how God shows his love now. See, when Jesus came, he showed his love by sending Jesus. Now he's sending us with the agape love of God in us. And that's how he can express himself to the world, by loving through us. People watch us, you know. They watch us to see how you're going to react. How are you going to do? And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Here's John, and we, that we call him the Beloved. He's talking about love because he knew what love was. He experienced love. He loved Jesus in such a way that he got this title, John the Beloved. <laughs> All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. Now, I need to clarify this verse a little bit because people say, see, anybody that that uh, accepts Jesus, then they must be saved, right? Whatever religion you are. But a lot of religions, or all, all the religions of the world, what do they say about Jesus? They'll say, oh, he was a good man. Or um, 
huh? He was a prophet. Or he died, yeah, he died on the cross. But they don't want to say that he was risen from the dead. Some will say, yeah, he's a son of God. He's a little bit further along the line than we are, you know. We're all sons of God, so, you know, uh, basically, he's just a little further ahead than we are. One very well religion that I know about does that. Anyway, I want you to see the difference. This verse says, Jesus is the Son of God, not a Son of God. That's a big difference. We got to be sons of God and daughters of God because we were adopted. We were adopted into the family. But we can never take the place of Jesus. We can only let his love show through us because we are now part of his body, right? I tell you, you hear all these things and, well, am I this or am I that or whatever? It all goes together. Just accept how different ones expressed it. Amen? Because we are Jesus' body on this earth. He's not here anymore. But we're his body because he saved us and we are now going about and doing the things that he wanted to do. We have to finish his work. He, he didn't get to finish it. Once he rose from the dead, he went up to heaven and sat there. But now we have the job of finishing it. And so we have to ask him how to do it. Amen. So God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. See, we, it grows as we love him more, get his word in us, then our love grows. So we become more perfect. Does that make us perfect now? We're not perfect now, are we? <laughs> but we're, we're striving to get there. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. We live like it. We pattern ourselves after him. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. We don't know our God. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. So when we fall down, make a mistake, he just keeps loving us, and it helps us to love him all that much more when we know that he forgives us. We love each other because he loved us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates his fellow believer, that person is a liar. 
For if we don't love people, we can see. How can we love God whom we cannot see? Because, you know, they are made in his image. Even the ones that aren't born again, they still were originally made in his image. And so, therefore, we love them not for what they're doing, but because of whose image they're made in. And when, he said, when we talk about hate, but hate is not the same as not liking, okay? There's a difference. Hate comes out of the heart and just like, I just hate that person. But you can not like someone because of what they're doing, but you can still let the love of God shine through you. I wanted to also sh give you some examples of different types of love because it helps us understand more about agape love because, you know, the English language, they use the word love for all sorts of things. And, and you've heard Pastor Jim say, everybody loves, I love pizza. You know, okay, that's an inanimate object. But anyway, um, so agape love is the unconditional God's love. It's selfless, given without any expectation. God doesn't expect something back from you in order to love you. Now, other words in the Greek, philia, which is a friend, bond, or a deep friendship. Eros, romantic love or sexual passion. Sor st yeah, sorging, empathetic bond or family love. Philantia is self-love or love of self. Ludus is playful love. Pragma is long-standing love, and mania is obsessive love. Now, each one of these loves are actually love, but in a different form. But when Satan gets involved, he perverts all these things. And he can pervert every one of them except agape. He cannot pervert agape love because it's God's love. And we've got that kind of love inside of us. Just for an example, is God made Eros love for us, a romantic love between a man and a woman that get married. God made this special love for, for them to have together. But Satan came along with his death and twisted it and made it become lust. So the world goes around, and when they say they love them, they're actually talking about lust. They lust after this person. Uh, philantia, self-love or love of self. You know, we need to love ourselves because the Bible tells us to love others as we love ourselves. Well, if you don't feel very good about yourself and you're down on yourself, 
How are you going to love somebody more than what you love? You're loving yourself. So, see, Satan will pervert that. And even uh, mania, obsessive love. We can have an obsession or love for God and go after him with all of our heart and everything. But when it's perverted, it controls you and it'll try to control other people through it. You know, somebody that is really crazy over somebody else and doesn't want to let them out of their sight. You know, you can't talk to anybody else but me. What is that? It's an obsessive love. They call it love, but that's not love. It's perverted. And so what we should be obsessive about is our love towards God and letting his love flow in and through us. So we can change circumstances by allowing the life of God and the love of God to be spoken through our mouth to those around us, to our circumstances, even to ourselves. And just to remember Proverbs 18:21, which we started with, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So there's power in what you say. Think about what you say. Last week I said, you know, stop, look, and listen. I like that phrase. Stop before you say something that you're going to be sorry for, you know. Stop. Think about your reaction. Think about what you're saying. Think about what God's word says. Listen to what he tells you. And then you will be able to allow the life of God and the love of God to flow through you. And we can be an expression of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, that's our chapter two of God's way how to change our environment. And, you know, God spoke, and things happened immediately. Sometimes we can speak, but it may take a little longer (laughs) because we're not God, but we are made in his image, and we need to remember that. Think good about yourself. I'm made in the image of God, so I'm going to behave like God would in this situation. And it doesn't mean that we lay down like a, a doormat and let people just walk all over us. But we show the love of God. We can still show the love of God. Amen.